my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off podcast show. My name is Julie Turney, and I am your host. HR Sound Off is by an HR professional for HR professional, sharing HR stories from burnout to brilliance to the amazing things that we are doing in the HR space around the world. And today I am joined by Rachel Martinez. Rachel, how are you doing today? I'm good, Julie. So happy to be here with you today. It's an absolute How are you? I am doing well. I'm doing well. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Um, so I reached out to Rachel on LinkedIn, and which is where I find most of my guests. So it's really a great opportunity to network, get to know my HR people a lot better. And I was really happy when you said yes. So let's tell the world a little bit about Rachel Martinez. Who is Rachel? Tell us your HR story and how did you get here? Okay, all right. So that story, um, I'm not sure if uh, everybody that asked when they are a child, they wake up one day and say that, you know, I want to be an HR professional, but I know it wasn't that way from, for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm originally from Cuba where I did um, law. I went to the law school over there. I graduated and even practiced for a few years, right? Mm-hmm. But um, without getting too political, we know how the situation is in Cuba. So I decided to try Jamaica, considering that I had family and friends over here. So I came to Jamaica. I was so excited with the trip. But then when I got here, I was like, all right, so what then? What should I do? How am I going to pay my bills? Uh-huh. So I got into sales, which I hated so much, right? I cry every day before going to work. Wow. Um, and then one of the my Jamaican friends that I met while working here, she uh, was an HR manager at the time. That's um, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. <laughs> yes, with me. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Um, Daniel was the one that actually introduced me to HR. Um, she told me about the position, a vacancy as an HR officer and how I should apply. And I was like, you know what? I don't know even what's HR, but... Um, I believe that um, for what she's saying to me, I could do it. And I know that for real, I don't want to do sales. Right. So I, I went to the interview uh, in a local radio station. I, I got the job and I was so clueless though. I don't know probably my <laughs> personality or my attitude. I don't know what they saw in me because uh-huh. I was clueless. Like uh-huh. when they were asking me questions, when I started working, I was like, what is this person talking about? But anyways. I started studying, I went back to school, did um, several certificates, and I, I can say that I grow to love HR as much as I do today. So that's my, my story in HR, wow. how I got to the profession, yes. That's really interesting and very cool, because you started in law, so you are an, a practicing attorney, um, you moved to Jamaica, and you started in sales, and then you pivoted over to, to HR 
because someone saw something in you that you didn't see in yourself, right? Yes, I have to be grateful. So like every day, and Daniel knows that I always tell her because she something she saw something in me that I did not see at the time. Yeah, and that so many persons I'm thankful for. But I guess I I get into that if, if you give me yes. the opportunity because I'm very grateful indeed. Wonderful, for sure. We'll we'll definitely touch on that. Um, so tell us what you're where you're working now and what your current role is. Okay, so now today I'm manager manager of a growing hotel in Kingston, mm-hmm. right? Um, that I love very much. So yes, that's my current title. Wonderful. And are you able to make the connection between the law and compliance, the compliance piece of HR as an attorney um, slash as an HR professional slash attorney because the, that comes second now. Um, what are some of the key things for you or that have been pivotal in helping you be the HR professional you are today? It's amazing that um, some people don't know that, you know, in human resources, um, labor loss is an important um, part of it, knowing the, the trends in terms of the um, different industrial, the IDT, that's how we call it, the industrial um, dispute tribunal, the different rulings, because that's what actually informs us Asia professionals to um, act, you know, according to the best labor practices. Right. So it, it is definitely very important. I believe sometimes I, I'm too legal-minded because I'm always looking forward, one, for the legal rights of the employee, right? And two, of um, not getting the company in any trouble in terms of liability that we could be facing for any, any potential issues. So I believe that legal mind that I have, it's an asset to me at the end of the day, even when I'm not um, practicing. Yeah. And imagine that's not where you thought you'd end up, right? Never in a million years. Never. Never. <laughs> and yet here you are. Here you are. And we're so glad that you're here and that you made the choice to, to embrace HR. So tell us, like, in your HR career, what are you really passionate about? What really gets you excited about being in HR? Um, I, I believe I'm still learning, but um, something that I love as human resources professional is seeing that growth in, in the um, employees I interact with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, see them actually growing personal on a personal level and professional as well. Every time... Um, I'm, I'm able to say to an employee that you are now being promoted too because of the hard work that they had put in by coming every day, sometimes in very challenging um, circumstances, you know. So that's what passions me. And even sometimes I always tell them, um, if, if you come to this organization and you don't grow and you live exactly the same way you came here, I have failed as Asian manager. So mm-hmm. even if they find the opportunity outside the organization, I'm still fulfilled right. that, you know, I had played a small role in that transition. Yeah, it's always amazing to see employees develop and grow either in their roles or develop and grow to the point that they can move on outside of the organization if they don't feel that they're going to be able to do that within your organization. And either way, it's still a, it's still a win for you because you've you've played some part in that story, which I think is really important. So I guess 
it would be the same for you. Yes, indeed. I feel that a lot. I definitely do. When it comes to developing employees, it means then that we have to have a coaching mindset. So would you say that you are driven by a coaching mindset? Yes, we are very big on, on training here. I, I always do my orientations and when I interact with the employees, I always say that developing and, and growth and training, it's, I would say, 30% of the organization and 70% you because you have to want developing yourself and you have mm-hmm. to have that fire within you. Mm-hmm. So uh, with with that said, um, the organization I, I work for and which the, the one the uh, organization that I identify fully with is that uh, we are very big on, on development. We are, we are very big in training, right? So yes, I would say that me and my transition, the organization I work for now, we are very focused on, on coaching, development, training, all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's always good to to hear and see forward-thinking HR professionals who are set in that mindset of developing and growing employees what would you say are the top three things that you would recommend to HR professionals who are looking to develop a coaching mindset um I would say think outside the box Right. Uh, I believe that the HR profession is suffering transformation. I get said a lot that I, I am not the typical HR manager. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but I, I just don't know how to be that typical person just pushing papers in the mm-hmm. chair, uh, addressing the employees that you are a superior uh, entity to them with distance. I am not that kind of person. So mm-hmm. in order for you to have a coaching mindset, you have to get to know that employee. So mm-hmm. you understand exactly what are the areas of opportunities that they have. So I would say think outside the box. Just talk to people. Talk to people. I love just walking by and asking somebody, all right, so what's your five years um, plan? What do you see yourself in five years? That's the best question that is going to actually tell you, all right, so this person is going this path. This person has an interest in cross-training. They have an interest on, on this area. And then if possible, you can plan accordingly. Yeah. And the third, the third um, thing that I would tell you is... Um, fight for the resources then as the Americans would say because training and coaching and all of that needs resources as well right um in terms of we have to pay for external trainings yes we have we have a training supervisor but um some external trainings they are not for free you would have to pay for so so it's important that aspect of to keep keeping it realistic you know yeah yeah i i definitely agree with you and i love I love those three points that you made. I I am a stickler. I am a true believer, I should say, not a stickler. I'm a true believer for not sitting at your desk and shuffling papers all day long as an HR professional. As a matter of fact, I go so far as to tell leaders that I'm working with CEOs, COOs in organizations. I always say, if you have an HR professional who just goes in their office all day long and does not interact with your people, you do not have an effective HR professional. We have to be able to get up from our desk and interact with our people and know their stories. It's part of the way that we are able to tell really good people stories in our organization to be able to fight for things like learning and development. 
and training opportunities for our people. If we don't know their stories of what drives them and what is moving them and what is motivating them, then how can we put together products and services that they are really going to benefit from? Because HR is not a silo. We are not a silo. And I love how you said that. You know, we are not superior. We are servants, right? HR is a servant role. And in order to do that effectively, it means that we have to be in a space where we actually hear our people, not, not just listen, but hear them and understand what they want. So I, I really appreciate those points. Thank you, Yuli. Uh, sometimes as HR professionals, we hear a lot that um, HR is just there to create policies and mandates and, yeah. and be watching and ensuring that people are sticking to the policies and all that, but it's much more than just that. Yes, way more than that. And anyone who tells you that, that is not an HR professional, doesn't get HR. They don't get it. They don't understand what, who we are or what we do. So sure. I, I often tend have to be explaining to uh -huh. people. Yeah. I mean, as Asia professionals, we all have this big duty of, of explaining and, and, you know, um, I would say making other, other um, team members to understand exactly what we do because exactly. human resources is one of those silent jobs that nobody can really see the value until we are not longer no, here. We're not there anymore. Yes. You are so right, Rachel. Let me ask you this, Rachel. What are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think our audience would appreciate? Well, if, if I'm honest with you, Julie, I am um, not reading anything at the moment. Okay. I know in my management team, we have this exercise where we are going to um, do some sort of book club and analyze the Trust and Fire book. Okay. But how I spend my time, I go, I love Twitter, right? So I just go Twitter. on Twitter spaces okay. and, and join uh, spaces that are being led by other Asian professionals, mm -hmm. mainly on, on recruiting and so forth. Yes. So I get to hear what other people are, especially overseas and abroad, what their trends are and how they approach um, certain topics. Yeah. So which Twitter spaces do you like the most? I mean, I love Twitter spaces too. Um, I enjoy any Twitter space that Minda Hearts is in. I love. Um, and also Kanika Tolliver. I She is um, HR tech, HR recruiting. Um, I love any space that she's in as well. What are, what are some of the spaces that you like on Twitter? I believe, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bad with the names, you know, but I follow a similar person. I believe is the one that you just mentioned. Um, she okay. does Asia recruitment on yes. tech. So uh -huh. she, every time she was faces, she gave the, um, the IT professionals tips yes. on how to get the jobs. She yeah. coached them a lot. She's yes. And good. I also joined, indeed, indeed, yes. And I also joined um, some, um, I like politics as well. Okay. So I love during that type of spaces also. Okay, cool, cool. So you heard it here, people. If you're not checking out the Twitter spaces, if you're not on Twitter, you're missing quite a lot. Twitter spaces are fun. And there's a lot to learn in those spaces as well. Yes, and I feel like all platforms should create um, something similar, you know, because it's very interactive. 
Yes. Even um, in, in level of interaction, I would say that Twitter spaces are more interactive than even live um, transmissions. Yes. I'm actually starting to experiment with LinkedIn audio because they, they have audio and I only recently realized oh. that I have audio. Um, so I am going to start creating some LinkedIn audio spaces uh, to have conversations because it's one thing to do a live or a podcast, but you can't hear what other people are thinking and feeling um, on a podcast. And you can't, unless you go to the comments, you have to wait until after the podcast has gone live and if you get comments. Um, or if you're doing a LinkedIn live, then people will join in through the comments. But it's a different thing when you can actually hear how people feel about the topic when they're giving their own personal experiences. So I'm going to try out LinkedIn audio and see how that goes. But yeah, I totally agree with you. The more interactive the space, the better. And, and I do enjoy Twitter spaces for that as well. So thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome, Julie. So Rachel, I got to ask you the big question. What is the biggest misconception about HR that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now? Well, I wouldn't say that really bothers me, but um, and I don't know if this is conventional to say here. Hey, but this I, is the right space. This is the right space. <laughs> when um, people say that HR is there for the employee, mm -hmm. um, I honestly, I, I have to, every time I hear it, I have to say that's a misconception. HR is there to find the balance between the interests of the company and the interests of the employee. Yeah. Um, there is no such a thing as, and I'll be lying, right? I hope my HR professionals are, are listening to this and, you know, and, and you will guys, you will say in your mind if you agree with me or not, but HR is not there solely for the employee and that's a reality that we just have to face and deal with. Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones that really bothers, I think, most of us you know, that really are trying to practice HR the right way. Um, you know, it's a delicate balance. There's no, there's no two ways about it. It is a very delicate balance. And we are there to make sure that the outcome for everyone, whether it be the employer or the employee, is the best outcome possible. But there are going to be moments where we don't get it right. And there are going to be moments that when we, even when we do get it right, it may not be the totally best outcome for the employee. And even if we totally get it right, it still may not be the best outcome for the employer, but it's the best outcome that we could come up with at the time. And in those moments, you just have to appreciate the fact that you, you did the best that you could. And I think a lot of times people get that, get confused. We are not there just for the employee. We're there for everyone. I I always said I always tell them, no, the union is just there for the employee, right? Yes, we are also Correct. we are also hired by the organization to play a role. And as you said very well said before, Julie, is to find that balance and and to seek for the best outcome for both. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your energy. Two, two last questions. We're almost, we're almost done. <laughs> time gets away so quickly. But I want to ask you, what do you do for self-care? You're a busy professional. What do you do to make sure that you protect your peace of mind and your boundaries? What do you do? 
Well, first of all, I respect my personal space very much. My fellow managers know that they cannot get me on a weekend unless it's something very important or on my leave, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I'm usually out of here by 5 o'clock or 5.30, mm-hmm. right? Um, then I get home, I take a hot shower, I turn on my AC and go see something on Netflix or check my phone and enjoy time with my husband. So that's for me how I really unwind and forget about the world. Nice, nice. I love that you're you have a you work in the hotel industry, which means there's always something that someone is gonna need from you, especially even on a weekend. And I love that you have that non-negotiable and that your managers know it. That's really important. But I love how you just Netflix and chill. That's really good. <laughs> very, very important. If you could give advice to your younger HR self what advice would you give to yourself? Work on your emotional intelligence. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. (laughs) You're going to need lots of emotional intelligence as an HR professional. You know, uh, nobody gave me that advice. So I have had, I would say, a rough start and a a rough journey, right? Mm -hmm. But um, it's something that can be learned. But it's it's very, very important. Otherwise, um, you're going to be crushed. Remember that as Asian professionals, we are oftentimes taking on a lot of problems that don't belong to us. Mm-hmm. We are tasked with uh, resolve them, and we have to do so without disrupting the the team environment. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> right. So it's, it's it's very difficult and challenging at times. Mm-hmm. This is not an easy profession. This is not for the weak. But um, we're learning, we're learning, and we are trying to improve every day. Yes, I love that advice that you give to your younger self. That's really good. I want to give you a moment to give your shout out of thanks. You said you had a lot of people that you wanted to thank and show your appreciation for. This is your moment. Yes, I do. Uh, well, I already mentioned Daniel. Um, yeah. Daniel, she was the one who initiated me in HR. And then I have to say lots of thank you to what I consider my mentors. That was um, Sadian Palmer, my previous Asian manager, and Adrian McIntosh, my previous Asian director. Okay. They, they also saw something in me, and they mentored me. They coached me, mm-hmm. and um, they made possible for this, this position that I have now because I'm a new manager as well. This is the first Asian manager position that I'm holding six since 2021 i've been okay. here for a year so i believe without without them and and their their support i would not be here and mm-hmm. also my husband my husband because he has been with me every step of the way supporting me believing in me mm-hmm. saying yes you can do it yes take that uh, certification yes take that training yes to everything nice. you deserve it so i really have to praise them beautiful i hope that your husband is hearing this and smiling when he listens to this and that your mentors also do the same. And it speaks well to the importance of having mentors in your HR career because a lot of times people feel that they could go it alone. What would you say to those people who are looking for mentors? Where's the best place to find a mentor? How do you develop those relationships? I believe... um... A mentor is somebody that sees something in you that you have not been able to see. Somebody that 
pushes you to go further when you yourself don't think that you can go um, that long. Um, in terms of where to find these kind of persons, I mean, your manager, believe it or not, that that's the person that by by you know by the job that they have, they should be mentoring you. But we know that not not all the managers are leaders, yeah. right? So if your manager is not a leader, try to um, approach um, Human Resources Association or even if you are going to school and you have that professor that is always, you know, walking you through and supporting you, that could be a good mentor as well. But in a nutshell, it's somebody who supports you, somebody that is knowledgeable and somebody that you feel that has your best interests at heart. Yes. Definitely. Thank you so much for sharing. Rachel, you survived your time in the sound booth today. I want to thank you so much for being here, for saying yes, for sharing your nuggets and gems and your story, because it's a truly powerful story about how you got into HR and sharing your advice with us. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Julie. It has been a pleasure to be here with you. My absolute pleasure. So tell us what's next for Rachel Martinez and where can people find you on social media if they want to connect with you? So for me, next is just continue developing. As I said, I'm a new HR manager, so I have, I have tons of new things to learn. Um, hopefully going back to school, I want to complete my, complete my master in human resources. Uh-huh. And if you want to find me on social media, um, you can go to my LinkedIn, um, Rachel Martinez, and then I'm like that. I mean, all platforms like that exist. Um, TikTok. Okay. But I create I create more content on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn. Rachel Martinez. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for joining me for this episode of HR Sound Off. I hope that you found it useful. You can find this and all of the episodes of HR Sound Off on all major podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, you name it, we're there. Remember, HR Sound Off is created by HR professionals for HR professionals. If you would like to share your story, then reach out to us and let us know. Make sure to hit the notification bell and subscribe to HR Sound Off on YouTube as well as Podbean. And we'll see you again when we next sound off.